This is Unanimous Indecision. I'm Joshua Troop, and we're back doing the weekly show, not on Wednesday, because I'm going out of town for the week. If you didn't hear during the Loki episode or last week's episode, I'm out of town. So the next few episodes won't be until um, like Sunday the 18th or Monday the 19th of July or something. Um, yeah, so Black Widow was this week's movie. Uh, Ian and I had a chance to watch it. Well, um, in theater, I had to use Disney Plus. And I have to say, the experience is probably significantly different on a theater big screen or here on my laptop. Probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was enjoyable. I mean, it was kind of interesting because this is like the first... No, maybe Fast and Furious technically was. No, that wasn't last week. Boss Baby 2 was last week. I don't know. No, no, no. But so I think Fast and Furious was the first week, though, that movie theaters were open to full capacity. Mm. Um, now, when I went to see Fast and Furious, the theater wasn't at full capacity. And then I went again the following week to see Boss Baby 2, and it wasn't at full capacity. But this time, it still wasn't at full capacity, but it was much closer um to where like i was actually sitting next to strangers and whatnot which is like i guess the first time since covid kind of thing which i was like as someone who feels safe doing it um i was like this is this is cool cool we're back we're back it, it finally feels like we're back in the theater like like i've been coming to the theater for for like four or five months since but i was like now it finally feels like we're back um sitting next to strangers and like strangers are laughing at the moments you're laughing at and like they, there's that sense of community uh, around the film and, and everyone goes yeah i saw it that opening night you know like um here so that's what's, it's just me when i cry there's no like there's no other people here crying. in my apartment <laughs> that'll be your segment uh, <laughs> um but yeah, before we get into it, for those of you who are your first time listening to us, I just want to remind you there's two ways you can find us. One is an audio format, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are sold for free. Or you can find us live on twitch.tv slash unanimous indecision where you can join the chat and share your thoughts and theories about whatever it is we're talking about or anything you just want to talk about. You can steer the conversation into a direction you choose, preferably movie TV related. But um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess not required, but preferably. Um, and then uh, we spoil things, being that Black Widow just came out and there's already hundreds of movie reviews on the internet already, and we're probably the last ones to the campfire. Um, it doesn't matter anyways, but we spoil things here. This is the kind of conversation you have around the water cooler, lunch table, wherever you talk about movies. Um and so you just want to you want to talk about it with your friends in in its full capacity every little detail every little crumb of goodness um but yeah so I, uh there's no movie news today because i'm recording this like two days after the last episode of movie news <laughs> so there hasn't been a whole lot and i didn't even bother looking and i'll just throw whatever happens into the following week's episode um, if anything big happens, but nothing big ever happens. Let's be honest. So, uh, Black Widow, let's jump into it. Ian, what'd you think? I like this film. I am happy to have a Marvel film that I can watch uh, after two years. Two years. Uh, and no. yeah, it's close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spider-Man: Far From Home is like July sixteenth. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's it's not July nineteenth. We know that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, very excited to see this. Um, we finally got some answers that we've been looking for for a long time. Uh, we got to learn a lot more about uh, this character and I don't know, like her origin, what she was doing in the few years that we've been like, where was she? Uh, we got to know what's going on there. I, I enjoyed this. It, it was a solid, good experience from beginning to end. Yeah, I really like the the idea behind this movie um, that like a lot of people are like, oh, here's another origin movie, you know, like, like, like which not, not, not I, I'm not saying with regards to this product, but but I'm just saying like when we get introduced, 
when, when we get a new superhero standalone film kind of thing, right. um, everyone's like, oh, you got to have an origin film. It can only be so good. It has to follow certain tropes and whatnot. And the thing that I really like about this movie that like in some ways Captain Marvel tried to do, but I think because of the amnesia factor, it didn't work. Um, and and I think this without the amnesia really worked because it, it relied on little bullet points, little factoids we knew before about Budapest, about Hawkeye, about Nick yep. Fury, about Dracov. And so like all these little crumbs that us nerds had caught on to in a handful of films um, that n- n- we didn't get to see that story. We got to see the ramifications of that story, which is really cool because it was almost like, I almost felt like this story was the sequel to that story. To like the Budapest, to the Black Widow origins, to Black Widow turning on the KGB. This was like the sequel to that story. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and, and that's the way it felt to me. And I was like, that's really cool because like all we've got are those crumbs, but they are enough to like build this full fledged story that we did get fully explained to us in this movie. They were like, no, there was a bomb. We killed him. There, there were specifics used. Um, what it's, kind of shield agent uses guns? Those are arrows. Like, right. um, and so there was just so many things that it was like, no, very clearly those events happened. And here's like, what's, what's after those events. So that that's fair. This is not, that's a good point. Cause I didn't think about that. Like we could have gotten that origin story. We could have right. gotten what actually happened, but instead we're being treated as if it already happened and it did, but we just didn't see it. And so this is then the follow-up. I, I think that's a good a good point to make, um, because I I think a lot of that is what helped this film is because we got the little notice, we got the the arrow marks on the wall, we got references uh, to to past events without having to witness the entire thing. I think that now sure I'm sure if we had gotten that movie or if we did get that movie, it would be exciting and it would be fun to watch. But I think it did a good job because it kind of cut out that origin story aspect that usually takes up so much time yeah i 100 percent agree i'm honestly looking up funny enough my black widow sequel that i pitched because because i pitched a black widow movie and then a black widow sequel um and i'm trying to see how how similar because there was there were certain notes that I thought were like very similar with regards to like their conversations of like what went down. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I wrote so much. It's hard to read, but um, I'm pretty sure I was wrote that they, that there was like this big bomb in a building <laughs> that uh, blew up to kill Drake in my story, <laughs> Jeez. Um, which I was like, Hmm, interesting that that note was still there. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm really glad. As much as I'm not a fan of flashbacks, again, which I got from you, thanks for that. Uh, I am glad that we got the intro uh, of them as a, as, as a Russian spy family in Ohio uh, back in the 90s. Um, because it really did develop that family dynamic and, and show how much that Natasha was like old enough to know what was really going on, but that Yelena wasn't. And so that Yelena just straight up believed that they were her family until so much later that like we, we see that and we see her kind of get upset about that in the film. Um, but I think that's important trying to set the dynamic that we end up seeing later in the film. I don't think it would have had as big of an effect if, if we hadn't gotten that. No, I agree. And I, I don't consider those things when it's at the beginning of the film, when the, the, within the film it's told chronologically, it gets a little weird with the MCU when you're telling this 24 right. movie narrative. Cause then it's right. like technically anything after the first movie is, it might be a flashback. <laughs> like, um, but like this whole movie arguably is a flashback in the context of the whole MCU. But, uh, but that's not as but, bad but, the, as... but the fact that the within the narrative of the story itself it's told chronologically with the exception of that one scene that actually is a flashback two okay two scenes yep it's i mean it's the same um, two, two scenes okay um 
but yeah, I I love that opening sequence. I thought it was awesome. Um, have you ever watched the show The Americans? I've not. So I watched like a season or two of it. It's ultimately about like Soviet spies pretending to right. be, you know, just a modern American, suburban American family while trying to steal secrets from the American government. And that's basically what they were, as we kind of predicted that they were uh, a Soviet spy family yeah. assembled. Um, but but yeah, I think it did add a lot of context with like the way that because we don't see like how it was during its good times, really. We see it how it ended and how uh, Alexi's just like, what's my next mission? Let's go. I'm out of here. <laughs> he's like, he's so excited to be out of there. He's um, supposed to get back in the field. Meanwhile, this six-year-old girl and this 12-year-old girl are like, uh, dad? <laughs> right. Um, Meanwhile, their mom's like on a stretcher and all these other things. Basically. And then and then like all the stuff you find out that like and that's the that's the other thing why I think it really works is that that mission that they were specifically on in America was very important to Drakov's mission. It was Drakov's whole mission. Um, like they I guess I guess somehow in this universe, the American government unveiled the secrets to chemically controlling humans and the Soviet spies stole that from us. Well, they didn't say that exactly. <laughs> they stole the cellular blueprints of a basal ganglia, which is which like, is? which is like the smallest subunit of, um, like your motor pathway, okay, of your brain. So, like the the thing that controls um motor or like, I think it's what controls motor function. Uh, but it's it, it's not necessarily that they stole. Um, they stole a map. They stole a map that was used yeah. to formulate a gas or a yeah, okay, that would that would uh, take lead away to oil. mind control. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, so I guess it's less weird, but uh, but yeah, and then I think the 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 semi reveal that like oh, Melina didn't wasn't just part of the black widow program. She wasn't just working for Drake. She was kind of the one that invented the controlling serum <laughs> that Yelena broke free of at the very beginning of the movie, man. Uh, that when she And like, that's the shock to me. That's like, everybody look to your left. <laughs> like, yeah. When, when Yelena was like, yeah, you know, that, that drug that you invented, that was me. And I was mm -hmm. just like, Ooh, Oh, ouch. Yeah. Because she's still, she's still, and even in that scene, she says, like, I consider you my mom. You're the only, like, mom I've ever had. And she finds out her mom is the one who invented the thing that took away the last 20 years of her life. Mm hmm Understand yeah. she didn't want to go, wouldn't want to talk anymore. <laughs> right. Um, and I think that goes for, like, all of them. Like, they all make that comment that, like, oh, I thought you wanted nothing to do with me. But Right. And I think in some regards they did, but mostly because they didn't understand how much those years meant to each other. They were all like, it meant a lot to me, but it probably was just a mission to everyone else. Like, I think it meant a lot more to each of them than they each realize, except for Alexi who later, well, he's the one who originally is like, okay, I, I'm happy. The family's here. And everyone else is like, mm, not so much. And then it took, Yelena saying all you've done since being back has been like how you talked about how boring it was in Ohio and how it was just a mission mm -hmm. for him to start singing American Pie and really like, <laughs> dude I love that detail that really <laughs> good. both times that that song was used was were also fantastic because the first time everyone but Yelena realizes how much danger they're in as they're trying to leave so this will be the day that I die as like they're on the run from everybody mm -hmm. uh and i you can just see it in melina and alexi's face as they're driving like oh geez mm -hmm. uh and then when alexi starts singing it like that's when the lights come on right um, again this is the day you got caught right right this time by your own people rather than right uh yeah i mean it's super interesting um the the way they use that song and, and i think it, it was executed very well i mean that whole scene of 
<laughs> when Yelena storms off and Alexi's like, I'll go talk to her. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, that'll go well. And then he's the story he's telling <laughs> is so funny to me. I was cracking up in the theater. And, and that was one of those moments that like everyone in the theater was just losing it. And he's like, my dad peed on my hands because you know it staved off frostbite like he did a good thing like sure he peed on my hands but it saved my hand and she's like what are you trying to say he's like and no, he's like fathers right like any story that has a father in it is therefore the same story i i absolutely loved the chemistry um, between the four in, in this film it was absolutely fantastic i i read this um article a while back that said that the director uh when they all came on set like before they started filming they she made them all sit down for dinner and have like an actual like family dinner and have an actual yeah. family dinner uh which i think is brilliant um i think it shows it like. does. there is such good chemistry and i it's the little things that really get to me and and make this so good like the little bits of um between Yelena and uh, Natasha, like when they're in that gas station and Yelena gets on, she's like, you know, when you do that, like superhero pose, you land. You <laughs> such like, a poser. Like, oh, poser. <laughs> and then later in the film, she uses that exact same thing and then like cringes out of it. So yeah. Brilliant. I think that is fantastic. The other people might not necessarily like that. I don't know if they do or if the people exist, but no, I, th I think that's I, so well done. I think that was, I, I mean, in my opinion, the, the character interactions, between not just them, but also with some of the other characters in the film were some of the most flawless character interactions in like the whole MCU outside of maybe like Tony and happy. Right. Like, <laughs> um, but like outside of that, the, the four of them, like it was, it was awesome because like they really did feel like maybe not necessarily family, but like they had history together. They, they had all these individual, they had, that what made it feel like a real family to me is that regardless of it being a surrogate family is that like they had relationships with each other branch. Like Natasha has a relationship with Yelena, with Melina and then with Alexi, but then they also have the family relationship that's kind of separate from your individual relationships, but it's like how you all are as a whole, which I think is a very like family thing is you have like the individual and then you have the group as two separate relationships in some ways. Um, and I felt like they all had those lines to each other that they, that like Alexi always wants Natasha's approval. Um, but he's always trying to father Yelena. And then like Melina has that moment with him that she's like, you've gotten fat, but it looks good. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Right. All right. laughs> uh, that's fair. I, I, I I think and I talked about this briefly uh, when we were talking about Loki, and, and it's just like little bits of dialogue that make it really feel lived in, and mm -hmm. feel very natural. And like at the dinner table, or uh, Yelena and Natasha when they're um, sitting like at the mechanic shop, or like at that restaurant, yeah. whatever, and they're just talking. I it feels it feels real. It feels like actual dialogue that people would have. There there. I don't know if there's a line in this film from them that feels awkward or be like mm, i don't know if anyone would actually like like say that like that might sound good on paper but when you actually like no one would actually say that i didn't yeah. catch anything like that and I, I really think that was well done whoever did the dialogue for this great job with the exception of with one line. moment okay i want to hear this i want to hear this i believe i totally could just be misremembering when this moment okay. is but there was one moment that i like I didn't get taken out of the movie. I like flew out of the movie theater. <laughs> I, I like had an out of body experience watching this, this line of dialogue. Cause I was like, Oh, that hurt. That hurt to watch. All right. Um, and I think it was the moment when like Yelena was about to blow up the plane. Okay. And it like, just before she does it, she like looks at Natasha I and Natasha like is running <laughs> and the graphics in that one particular shot don't look the best for some reason. I didn't even look at the graphics. And because like the rest of the movie is beautiful. It's gorgeous. But like that one moment, I was like, no, the graphics look a little shoddy here. But uh, <laughs> and she's like, Yelena, no. That was. <laughs> I, I feel like there was also and, like too much time that 
Natasha had to look at this. It, also, Yelena shouldn't been able to hear her at all. She's standing oh, over, for sure. She's standing she's over standing Jet Engine. Like... Yeah, there's no, no way she hears that at all. <laughs> uh, I didn't necessarily like Natasha just shouting that. Uh, did she say no or did she, did she say don't do it? I think it was don't do it. It was it was even longer that I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fair. I didn't. I don't know if I have as big of an aversion as you as like flying out of the movie theater, but I definitely caught that. And didn't, it didn't well it was me. just because like I think the rest of the movie was like such such a high caliber and like had such good dialogue <laughs> that it was that one moment that I was like, what are you talking about? And also like I didn't even feel like her life was in danger <laughs> during that scene like like natasha thought it was and clearly it became because she became. like got thrown off the whole space station air station um she got she got thrown off the whole thing to potentially fall to her death but like and then natasha just saves her very easily so it was like okay right. there, there was no like it didn't really pay off. Yeah, um, I was like, the, when when they they had like this like super dramatic moment, I was like, wait, does she die? Because <laughs> before before this movie and during this movie, that there was like no doubt in my mind that she wouldn't make it out of it alive. And then I think I think they have this super dramatic moment. I think that scene would have been better if she she does she blows up the plane the VTOL whatever uh she's severely injured in the process losing like an arm or a leg or something yeah. and, and severely bleeding out natasha like does fly down attach a parachute to her see that she's in very bad condition and then taskmaster comes and she still has to push her away to fight taskmaster right. and then when she, when she lands and eventually sees that yelena is in yeah she needs to be like more critically injured rather yes. than just blown away because like, i walked up to her and i was like she looks fine and then eventually she was she was conscious and said like hey like i'm a little bit dizzy but that's it if she had landed and then natasha walked up and she looks out like pallor is gone yeah. blood is gone still she can survive and i'd be fine with that but i think that would made better than simply like you got concussed in a black give us some hawkeye injuries from age of ultron like give us that you know wait give us uh, some quicksilver injuries from age of oh wait uh hmm. <laughs> uh one thing so uh I I didn't think of it going in, going into this movie. I had no idea uh, who Taskmaster was. Agreed. However, however, the second that I heard Drakov's daughter exist, I was like, it could be Drakov's daughter. And then we saw, like, <laughs> literally the second. I, I, I didn't even I, I hadn't even seen her in the flashback yet. I just heard Drakov's daughter. I was like, maybe. <laughs> when, uh, when they mentioned her the first time, I forget the way they worded it, but I was like. It sounded like you referred to her as an actual person and not just a concept. <laughs> it did sound that because Yelena was like, "What about uh, Drakov's daughter?" And I was like, mm. "I was like, um, aren't 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 you all Drakov's daughters, daughters being part of the Black Widow program?" <laughs> Man, the Widow program. Um, the, the, yeah, the Widow program because she's the Black Widow. Right? Is she like the Black Widow because Black Sheep? Like she's the one that doesn't quite fit in. She's the one that escaped. I don't know. Okay, that's what I'm. That's my head now. <laughs> like the like who's someone who's the black sheep of the family is someone who doesn't. No, I, I I get what you're saying. Yeah. So so like someone who's like the black sheep. No, we, we doesn't really. You, okay. you don't need to further explain. You see, because they're a sheep. No. Right. Yeah. I I know what a sheep is. People. Sheep. Uh, um. But that would have. Uh, I don't know. It it did seem like they both knew a lot more about this Drakov's daughter than anyone else had, and I mean we eventually figured out, but. Oh, so that was a third flashback then, because we got the the flashback of Natasha in Budapest with Clint Barton on the radio, uh, where she actually blows it up. That's a. What was the second one? Well, that's the, that's the first chronologically, but then we have the one where uh, once they're on the space station aircraft thing, and it flashes back to like three hours ago when Natasha and Melina are forming the plan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Flashbacks to the same movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I you're right. No, no, no. You're right. I, I do too. I just, just like it. Uh, it doesn't immediately draw my attention. I do think. I do think it was useful though, because if we had learned up front that Natasha and Melina had hatched this plan, we wouldn't as be as concerned as we were. We wouldn't be like, "Oh, Melina, you bad person." 
or whatever. And it, it does give us a nice reveal. I think you're right and I you're th- wrong. I think that <laughs> the way Melina acted while still wearing Natasha's face in the cell was a little bit weird. Uh, but that's that's that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Honestly, that was like one of the moments that I was like the, 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 the lack of the Molina twist, the, the double twist right. almost made it so that there was no twist to the movie. <laughs> yeah. Other than, unless you consider the whole movie's premise of Dracov being alive, a twist, but like, we didn't really know that much about him anyways. So, right. uh, also, in that flashback to when she gives the okay to blow up Dracov, is she wearing the same earrings? Like she might be. I honestly didn't check. <laughs> because like it transitions like her face like perfectly just into a different setting. And I'm pretty sure her ear has the exact same earrings on. And I was just like, that's a little weird. <laughs> that you would years later, we're talking 10 years later. I um... <laughs> Uh well I don't was it ten years yeah it was actually about ten years I don't know what year that was that well it'd be before 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 Iron Man two two, and then so that's two thousand ten versus two thousand sixteen so it's at least six right okay um but like she's still wearing the exact same earrings which she clearly wasn't wearing in several Avengers movies and whatnot um she takes them out she puts them in. Right. She, no, she no, has- I mean that's fine. I'm just saying that like in that particular flashback that's relevant to this movie. <laughs> no, that's funny. Um and then the but the the Molina twist though, I had problems with it. Cuz I thought it was like I get it that you can't reveal that to us cuz it's like it if I were to say that like you should reveal that to us the audience, then I should also complain about Winter Soldier when they basically do the exact same thing. <laughs> literally with the same technology um i should complain about it then but um so that's not the aspect i'm complaining about the the aspect i'm complaining about is that we didn't understand her purpose for being in the room with Dracov. and i feel like as an audience well, no, we that's did. the bad thing no we did because we got what was her purpose of being in the in the in the, in the... she's that Melina's basically Dracov's like right hand woman. Correct. So why right, would she right. not be brought into that room? No, no, no. Melina would sure hundred yeah. percent. Okay. What is other than to kill him? What is Natasha's purpose for going into Dracov's room? Because the purpose him. wasn't to kill him, and the flashbacks revealed that. Which that part I think should have been told well, to no, us. Well, no, the flashbacks did reveal that, didn't they? That like that was the whole point of like him having the pheromonal lock is that like that Melina said that you can't hurt him because he has that, so you have to like. Right, but but it still wasn't about killing him. It was about getting the data to free the other widows. Okay, and the data is on the computer, so Shit. know where the data. They, was they were discussing it that they were like it would be nice to kill him, and that would be great whenever we get the opportunity to. And she's like, hey, so there's this pheromone that stops you from being able to kill him. Sure. Right. And then she's like, you have to sever a nerve. Does breaking a nose sever a nerve? I was going to Google that considering I just learning about nerves. I don't think so. The, yeah. The, the, the olfactory <laughs> nerve doesn't. It's not in here. First off, this is not a bow. This is cartilage. I was think that's what I was thinking out of the gate. I was like, I don't feel like any important nerve would be in our nose. <laughs> no, so the olfactory nerve uh, comes out of like a hole in the, the skull, like right up here. And it travels mm-hmm. up like to the nose. Okay. But it doesn't, it's not anywhere superficially. It's not anywhere up here. It's on the inside. Like, right. There is no way that I, I am not a fully trained medical professional, especially of uh, Russian noses. Uh, <laughs> but I do not believe that cracking your nose like that can, break your olfactory nerve yeah i was like after we got that flashback i was definitely expecting a scene for her to be like i know i can't kill you and like take a knife and just like throwing it around and then she like cuts herself like really deep to try and i think i cut think the nerve kind that. of thing i think a better way to do that would have been it to be a severe gash along the cheek yeah like, like sure really deep like scrape the bone down the cheek 
yeah and so like she like grabs a knife and she like cuts her own face and he's like what the heck you're a psychopath and then she can now kill him and whatnot the issue is that sever a lot more nerves rather than just the olfactory one so for the cause is it so cheeks are repairable (laughs) nerves that control much of your face (laughs) um but yeah it was just like (laughs) that whole that whole sequence that like we sure yes okay i'm fine with it Oh, it's Melina. Oh, actually, it's not Melina. What a shock. Because it did make sense with like a lot of those mannerisms, how like she was quick to react to certain things that it wasn't like, oh, Melina doesn't like this. No, it's Natasha. It's just not Melina straight up. Um, But then when it was revealed that it was Natasha, I was like, oh, she's here to kill him. And then he explains the pheromone thing. It's like, oh, she can't kill him. How's she going to get past this? And then, like, he starts revealing, he starts monologuing um, and shows us the data disc. And then we get that flashback kind of, or the finish of that flashback, because I think we go to it twice. We do go to it twice. That's why I was concerned um, before. But the first one to where, like, Melina and her, like, make the plan to body swap or whatever. Yeah. And then the second one to uh, explain more information about the whole meeting. Yeah, and. And they talk about that, like, well, if you're going to get the data, like, and and I was like, wait, the whole mission was about the data. And it was at that moment that I realized this is just a stereotypical heist movie. The entire first half of the movie is about assembling a team, the family. And then the entire second half of the movie is one singular final mission. It's not. It's a two act movie. It is, no, it is not about one single final mission to gather the data until she learns about the data from Melina. The but that's what I'm saying. That That's the midpoint is that dinner that like that night is the midpoint. But what about the, what about all of, of Yelena and Tasha before? That's where, still part of assembling the team. Well, it's not about assembling the team. Yelena says, what are you going to do? And Natasha says, I'm going to kill Drakov and destroy the Red Room. Yeah, but it's ultimately about assembling the team because it's like, okay, that no, her her plan is to kill Drakov and get rid of the Red Room once and for all until she finds the existence of the data, which isn't until much later. Right. But her plan changes, it evolves. Agreed. Agreed. But the fact that the plan eventually becomes what it is Mm -hmm. gives it the structure of a heist film, whether it was intended to be or not that the entire first half of the movie is just about oh i'm gonna go kill drakov oh do you know where drakov is no i guess we're gonna have to go find someone else who knows where drakov is do you know where drakov is no i guess we're gonna have to go find out someone else who knows where drakov is hey you know where drakov is now we can go oh look we're just being taken to drakov (laughs) and then oh we're gonna steal the data that exists okay yeah that's fair See, um, see, that was my problem is we didn't learn about the data until we needed to. And I don't necessarily like those types of movies. Mm-hmm. I think you got to give at least some clue, even if it's not an obvious clue. Okay. E- even if you don't realize it the first time you watch the movie that it was set up, it still needs to be set up somewhere rather than just revealed at the very moment it's important. Yeah. Um, there were uh, there were two things that uh, I think are missed out. Well, okay, one thing I think is missed out from Alexi, like like he could have done something and didn't that I think would have been cool, or in his character and it just didn't happen. And another thing that I just think was a lot of fun. Um, uh, the first one that I think was a lot of fun was just when after Natasha and Yelena helped him break out of prison, and he's like, "Hey, Natasha, like come back here. I want to talk to you." And he's like, "Hey, like does he talk about me? Like has he ever?" <laughs> <laughs> has, has he ever like spoken about me oh that was so funny. oh my god that was so good he's See, so like, delusional like, about not, this relationship we're not really rivals but you know like uh leaders of our different ideologies of, of countries <laughs> uh, so great uh actually a second issue maybe uh so the first issue or thing i think it was missed out on is after uh after melina takes off natasha's face and reveals herself to be melina i feel like alexi would have been like wow like you look 
great, like fitting into like a such a suit. I think that would have been great because I would have continued what he had said earlier at dinner. I think that would have yeah. been fun. Uh, something I think that I don't understand how Natasha managed to find a Red Guardian toy that fast <laughs> and managed to get it shipped to Alexia Prison. Well, they were in Hungary, mm-hmm. which was part of the Soviet Union. Yeah, and our Red Guardian toys just, you know, lied about. They're still on shelves. Maybe not still on shelves, but you know, they're Red Guardian, been in prison for 18 years, but his toys are still selling real well. What if it was hers? I don't think it was hers. You don't think? I mean, it was her surrogate dad. What if if it was Yelena's? It could have been Yelena's. She would have probably kept it more likely than Natasha would. Sure, either way, either way. But just the idea of that, like, hey, my dad is out there. Right, maybe. Maybe. And is now arrested. (laughs) (laughs) I love that he's telling his stories in prison about how close he is with Captain America and that, and he's just breaking everyone's arms. Earth comes by and he's like, oh, when did this take place? Oh, you know, 83, 84. Captain America was still in the ice then. <laughs> you calling yeah. me a liar. Um, also, uh, Yelena uh, calls him Crimson Dynamo. She does. I re- Man, that is so funny. He's like, it was Red Guardian. <laughs> That was, that was really um, good. Which is a great Easter egg that I really appreciate. Especially since we already had Ivan Banco as Whiplash. Yep, so we're just <laughs> getting rid of getting rid of character names. Maybe he'll come back Maybe. to be Crimson Dynamo. Uh, I am going to warn you, my phone might die at some point. So I can't charge it and have a mic in. Ooh, how's your so, battery at? How, what's four, that? Four? Yeah. Yep, and it's been on. It started at twenty, so like we've got we got a little bit of time, but it'll probably go out in a few minutes. Uh, All right, well then you could try and connect back through the computer <laughs> afterwards. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so but um, this connection, and I'll, I will reconnect. We don't have too much longer, I don't think, anyways. But um, what are we just talking about? We we're talking about Red Guardian. That was good stuff. Um, yeah, I I thought. It's very rare when I think you they you write a funny character and like almost all of their jokes land. And I I don't mean to say like oh this guy was a comedian he was telling jokes but like he was clearly the funny one of the group. Right. Um. For he was supposed to make us laugh and I feel like almost every time it landed. Yes. It was so funny. The, this movie was hilarious. I think um, that even though they're not well. They're not related by blood, but they were family for three years, maybe. I think Yelena gets her sense of humor from Alexi. Right, 100%. Uh, And he's got that full dad humor. He does. Energy. They also both, like, talk to themselves in a jokingly way, like, when they're by themselves. They make little little one-liners. Like, Yelena's, like, oh, disgusting or whatever. Anytime they're by themselves, they say something. It was a lot of fun. Um, If we don't have too much, we could... uh, kind of reached the end uh talk about the cuts the credit scenes so uh, before that i have something one other thing before that as well so we can go, go ahead and go with yours and i'll follow up can you believe you just did that to me i did, I did <laughs> just um, after i interrupted you but <laughs> uh my my thing was going to be a little weird that the 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 toxin works on taskmaster I so like Taskmaster. We we didn't really talk about this yet. That Taskmaster did turn out to be Dracov's daughter, as you were bringing up, and clearly, I guess Natasha had like a guilt, guilt. (laughs) tremendous guilt guilt for her death during in the time of Dracov's death. Um, and like she got totally messed up, and it almost was like the exact relationship of like uh William Stryker and his son in X2 where he's totally mind controlling his yeah. son and who's also got the multicolored eyes and <laughs> um, but but yeah also and she, can't speak also can't speak mostly bionic um you know wheelchairs um but uh but she So what did the computer chip in her head do? I guess is my question. Cause like Allowed he was her to mimic every single person she sees. Okay. I don't think she was born with that. I think that's something that. Right. Had... It was the accident. I because, agree. Because 
Drakov specifically thanks Natasha for right. giving him his greatest weapon. Right. Uh, so I definitely think it comes from that. Uh, and I think that's also where she's given data, potentially, because we see at the very beginning when one of the widows walks into the room with Taskmaster, inputs something into the back of her neck, and then like right. traces a smile on her mask, which was kind of yeah. creepy. Uh, and is never addressed or talked about ever again. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little weird. Yeah, um, but like... I don't know. I guess I thought it was just a little weird that like the toxin also worked on her to get her to be stopped being mind controlled. Cause I would have thought there would have been a little bit more than just the chemical in her. Right. Like she's a little bit more controlled, a little bit more subjugated, but maybe it was just the chemical. I don't know. Maybe if uh, you've got one mind controlling method, why do you need two? <laughs> uh, I actually remembered a second point. So I'm going to go to the first one. I, I think it's interesting that, well, we, we made it through this movie without learning uh, Natasha's mother's real name. Which, <laughs> right. because that's such a big point, and she doesn't know who her family is, and it's so, so like emotional for her, I think it's more shocking that she didn't react in Infinity War, in Endgame. Yeah, in Endgame, when she it learns to that she's Ivan's daughter, daughter, of, daughter Ivan. of Ivan. Yeah, Like, that should have been a rather big point for her, knowing who her, her father is. I mean, I, th I think she's just... A Natasha, not talking about Scarlett Johansson's, who's a good actress, but Natasha is a good actress. She's like, oh yeah, that doesn't phase me. And then when her and Clint are talking, she's like, I didn't know that. <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe. You know, it's like you don't want to reveal that stuff to to your enemies. She's a spy. You know, she's not so. She's trained not to react. Yeah. Uh, the second thing, uh, and last that I, before we talk about the the credit scenes, uh, I feel like Natasha played Drakov like a fool similar to how she played Loki in Avengers. A hundred percent. It felt like the exact same scene. I thought that was really well done. Um, yeah, it, it was very parallel to that. Ooh, um, I am going to lose connection soon. 1%. Let's see how far we can take it. Let's go. <laughs> Journey to point one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, that scene with her talking to Dracov was very much like the, the Loki conversation and, He's spilling all his details and right. um, doesn't realize what's who he's actually talking to in some ways. Um, also, Red Guardian, your ledgers must be dripping. <laughs> talking about that Loki scene. Yeah, that was so good. Uh, I was like, man, that's like a traumatizing thought. <laughs> uh, there he goes. He just lost connection. Um, he'll be joining back in just a second. Uh, the other stuff... Uh, no, I want to save that for when Ian gets back in here. Um, but yeah, when Red Guardian's talking about their ledgers, because Loki has that scene with Black Widow when he says, like, um, can you make up for your ledger being that red because you've killed so many people, you've done so much wrong? Um, can can you make up for that ledger? And so, like, that was just a fun callback and then also a complete lack of understanding by Red Guardian. Complete lack of understanding. It was, um, it was brilliant. Natasha looked so uncomfortable. And then, but I gotta say though, when we got to that conversation with Drakov, leading up to that conversation, or I guess even during it, I was kind of like, all right, this is where he leaves. And like, she's going to have to fight a bunch of people and maybe Taskmaster. And then she'll have to catch up to him once again. And then we'll have the third act of the movie. But that's why I kind of say this movie really only had two acts where it was about assembling the team. And then it was about fighting Dracov because that was kind of the whole movie. <laughs> there, there wasn't, I don't know what the second bullet point is. Uh, <laughs> um, it was just like first act, second act or first act, third act in some ways. But like, yeah, you, that doesn't mean a lot of times when you have movies like that, though, um, you lose a lot of those character moments because the entire first half of the movie is just about setting up a situation. And then the second half is the situation. But I think the, the first half, I think the first half of this movie is a near perfect movie. It's so good. It's so strong. It's doing a hundred percent of what it's trying to do. 
And then I think the second half is actually fairly weak, despite having tremendous action. Just that, like, we set up all of these characters so much and all of their intricacies that the second act only had to be action because that's the only thing the first act was missing in some ways. Uh, <laughs> and so it was like, okay, yeah, I fun, I guess. Um, so it's kind of a mid-tier uh, Marvel movie in my mind. I don't know exactly where I put it in the rankings, but um, I... I think it's super rewatchable. Like, I mean, I haven't rewatched it yet, but it was so funny that I want to. Um, but then also it was so serious when it needed to be. That That's the thing that was so good about this movie is it was funny when it could be, but it was serious when it had to be. Um, I think it was brilliant. Um, I, I'm sure there are issues with it, but I, I enjoyed this movie very, very much. I think the chemistry between the, the actors was fantastic and i think that really brought this movie together uh, can you hear me yeah sure. i can hear you okay. <clears throat> and i i don't know I, I i i have not decided where i would rank this along with other movies i haven't really thought that far ahead just as this movie i got so much enjoyment out of this this was great yeah uh, and I, i'm really happy to see a marvel movie again man it's been so long yeah i think there are just so many like little things in that final sequence with like dracov and whatnot and with those flashbacks that in my mind i was like i wish i knew that the data even existed let alone that that's what we were trying to get right right. uh but uh and then um but yeah let's let's talk about the very ending of this thing so um, there are two credit scenes for this movie. Uh, one was literally after the movie ended. Like, just so then it's not movie. really a credit scene. There's no credits yet. Fair. End movie scene. I don't know. Two weeks passed. I'm calling it a credit scene. Okay. Because uh, it's no point of the movie. I think, I think the only reason why, um, funny enough, is because... Is this... Okay, continue. Is this the first Marvel movie with an opening credits? Maybe. I'm not talking an opening credits scene. All okay, Marvel no, movies I, have I that. Exactly what you're talking about. But an that actual VFX minute and a half opening credits like old movies used to have. And song. I really like appreciate. Um, yeah, that was no, that was good. I think it's good actually be... Incredible Hulk has it. There you go. <laughs> uh, which is still the black sheep of like the MCU films, considering it was still. Well, now it's with the Black Widow. <laughs> What's a sheep? No, <laughs> exactly. Um, you never finished explaining. <laughs> so the first scene we get is two weeks after the conclusion of the film, right? Uh, of the main film. And it's Natasha now with white hair that we see her have, I guess, for the, she has for like the next. Okay. <laughs> Can we talk about that just for a moment? Yeah. Um, I, I know you want to talk about the scene, but to talk about the hair. No, no that's fine. The that's hair. Fine. I want to hear this. Um, okay. In Infinity War, she definitely has white hair. Yeah. Like white. Yeah. Okay. And then in this. The hair dye she buys is blonde, and the hair she even has in that final scene looks more blonde than it does white. Does she dye it again? She might. Uh, I I will say that the colors on my screen are not going to be as good as they are in the theater. So right. To Agreed. Me, I was like, that's the white hair. No, I was I was it like, did, that's not the same hair color. It did look a little bit like it, like her roots didn't look quite good. Like there's there's a little <laughs> bit where it looked a little bit off. Um. I was just like, if they were trying to say that this is her dyeing her hair for Infinity War, I was like, big fail. Because those are two different hair colors. Maybe they didn't have the right hair dye. One is yellow, one is white. I'm sorry. Maybe they didn't have the right hair I'm pretty sure it was a wig. So <laughs> I don't know. In at least one of the cases, it was a wig. <laughs> I don't think both times she no, dyed I, it. No, I don't, mean, I don't mean in our world, they didn't have the right hair dye. I mean, she couldn't find <laughs> white hair dye in Hungary. 
Right. But like, that's what I'm saying is like, it very much felt like they were trying to say, Hey, this is the hair dye. We hair. This hair is when she, you see next. Right? right. Right. This is when she dyes her hair because she, she always, there's a big joke that like, she always has different hair in every movie. Um, but like, so this is the, we actually get to see the transition, but I was like, but fail. Cause that this wasn't correct unless there one die and she was like this is not nearly as as like white as i want it to be and then right that's what i'm saying but like a year and a half she's got some time yeah no for sure but i was just saying like it felt like they were trying to say that and they didn't succeed in my eyes because one's yellow and one's white (laughs) i'm really upset that we <laughs> dude so I, i'm gonna need to go look at like the credits and see what's so credits. funny is i didn't even notice this before but after the movie and i've been like seeing like images of the movie and whatnot and and like all the posters and i was like why is he even on the poster he's on every poster that they're all on do you know his name no okay but the four of them are on it and then he's on it well, he he gets he gets her ID. He He's in three scenes, and each one is less than a minute long. <laughs> I don't know the the one where Yelena and Natasha showed up to the helicopter. Was that one might movie. be a minute long. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I mean I think he was really funny. He, he felt very much. You know, I, I'm a draw person. He feels like Electra's manager from the Electra movie. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. Except yeah. he doesn't die in this. Yeah, he very much dies in the <laughs> Agreed. Um, um, so I'm going to try and figure out who that actor is, because I just, I just don't know who it is. Uh, and I'm going to see if the credits have a name for him, or if it's just like ID guy or something. Um, but yeah, so we find out how the Secret Avengers get their plane. Yes, is that a Quinjet? It looks like a Quinjet. Where did he get a Quinjet from? He He knows people. I mean, Quinjet's. Is he part of Shield? Uh, well, he definitely is well known throughout like the world, considering uh, Thaddeus Ross was like sniffing around his business because right. Natasha was there. So like, he's at least well enough known that like Thaddeus Ross. He's got to be ex Shield. He's got to be. Probably. Uh, I d- I did like after the VTOL Quinjet whatever took off. Uh, the it kind of like the shot arcs over to like a, a pink cherry blossom tree, uh, which is right. the tree that Natasha's mother is supposed to be buried under. So I don't know if the movie is trying to say, Hey, like you just oh. took off like 15 feet away from your mother's grave. Or if maybe she was visiting grave. there, you know, maybe she, she, she just came she, from, she never know. She never knew where that was. You sure? It's just a tree. Oh blossom. yeah. I guess. Trees around the world. No, um, there's only like three tops. Japan begs to differ. Four. Uh, <laughs> well, we know. Well, that's the thing is, we know it's not in Japan, so that it should narrow it down. It should narrow it down. <laughs> uh, so that's the end of the first scene, which I, I did like that little like. But yeah, and that's two weeks later, and she's going to go pick up Steve. And yes, yes. I honestly was expecting Steve just to walk out of the plane. So was I. And be like, "Hey, time to go. Let's go and get him." That would have been everyone be like, "He's back." Uh, except they'd be wrong, wrong. <laughs> that would have been funny um, uh, but yes yeah, going to go great. pick up Steve to go break it. Sam Scott yep Wanda yep okay good uh, Clint actually might have been <laughs> um, but man I have other issues I talk about okay fine before we get to the side credit scene, I'm jumping back. Sorry. Um, at the very beginning of the film, when Natasha's like in the bathroom uh, and she's like cleaning her face, if you're listening with uh, closed captions, it has gunshots. Like, mm-hmm. So you can hear gunshots outside. And then it cuts to Thaddeus Ross with like SWAT around. So we're expected to believe like, hey, like, there's gunshots fired. Right. And it turns out she's on a ship, on a ferry in Norway. Right. They're in two completely different places. Why are there gunshots that she's hearing outside? I think it could have been from her phone. The phone wasn't. Or maybe she was faking it, you know? She wasn't faking anything. She was washing her eyes as gunshots are sounding outside. Okay. I've got it. 
So because like say, she she left her suit though in she did. So in when, wherever. What I said originally, and I is that she was actually there at the time. She managed to slip out, and then when we see her open the door, that's just it's been like a couple of days, and she's now in Norway. Because maybe I, I don't think it makes sense that she hears gunshots outside when she's on a boat in Norway. Maybe that. So you're just saying that like the Norway scene is just unrelated. It's just later. It's the next day. I think the movie is trying to tell us that she is choreographing or choreographing, but she is like making Ross believe that she's still in the United States. And it turns out she's already on the ship. I think that she was in that building that Ross uh, attacked or whatever, assaulted. And just there there was a lovely transition of like two days or something and yeah see i do go with because i think the movie it the movie did make it heavily seem at least the way i felt about it was the first idea which is that like she wasn't actually in the building that that ross was going after but maybe that was her last place because she left her like her suit there and so maybe she's got comms on that suit that she is hearing and she's like, oh, sounds like Ross and the boys are there. And that's okay. what the gunfire she's hearing. Okay. She's hearing like a speaker of her suit where her suit is. That would that would let her time when she. And then and then she's like, OK, I guess it's time to call Ross. That would make her be able to time where she, when she calls um, Ross. OK, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll but it could be either or I think. Uh, no, that's good. Uh, OK, that was my other issue. Uh, we want to talk about the, the second and last credit scene. No, it's fine. No. <laughs> uh, Yelena hops out of a car with a dog named Fanny Longbottom. I thought that was so funny. That was pretty good. Uh, I wonder how she managed to get the Natasha's ID stuff. I don't. I don't really know. Got she it with her effects when yes. they. You know the, the Avengers handed over Natasha's effects. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yelena goes and visits the grave, which is really sweet of her. I, and I guess that kind of helps answer why, like, none of her surrogate family showed up to, like, her funeral. <laughs> uh, but whatever. Uh, and then she does, it's really nice, Yelena, like, does that little whistle back and forth, or at least her half, that, like, she and Natasha has to have done since they were kids. And, like, it's right. kind of sad, not going to happen again. Yeah, no, that was cool. And then... Do honestly, I'm not gonna lie. When she whistled though in the grave scene, I was low key expecting just someone, even if it was like, even if it was Hawkeye, or it would just it wouldn't even be confirmed. You'd just hear a response in whistling. Yes, I was. Thinking and then the cool. scene kept going, but um. it kept going. No, I was also thinking like that'd be really cool. It'd be interesting. Uh, and it kept going. And Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine pops up. Yeah. Uh, which we last saw. Uh, first saw. In uh, Falcon and Red Soldier. Well, we technically were supposed to have first seen in, in Black Widow. So. We were supposed to have first seen her in Black Widow. Uh, and Yelena is working for her, working with her. Yeah, for her, but Contessa still obviously is working for someone else. Exactly. As, as she uh, words it. So now we've got two... two. Are we just going to call these the Thunderbolts? <laughs> But yeah, so we've got off-brand Black Widow and off-brand Captain America. Yep. Uh, next up is probably Riri Williams, right? Riri Williams. Uh, I mean, if Abomination's not busy. Uh, Abomination's got to be off-brand Hulk for sure. Um, um, who do you get for off-brand? Too bad Kaisili. Well, Mordo could be off-brand Doctor Strange. He could. I mean, he could. Um, well, I mean, he would join. I like if, to think he's more Ross, than that, though. If Ross went to Mordo and said, hey, we're taking down Sorcerers, Mordo would sign up. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. Uh, but so Valentina hands her her like her next target, right? Uh, and she's like, "Hey, this is the man responsible for your sister's death," and it's Clark Kent, Superman. Uh, I knew it. <laughs> it's Clint Barton, uh, Hawkeye. She doesn't actually say anything. She doesn't give a name. She just gives a right. picture. Just the and image. I have an issue with this. I have an issue with this because. Uh, we're all like, oh, she's going to be after Hawkeye now. Like, that's not what actually happened. He wasn't responsible for her death. But the thing is, Yelena is like, uh, she's very good at what she does. There is no way that she doesn't do research on this man. And mm-hmm. the very first thing you're going to find out is that his name is Clint Barton. And that Clint Barton was N- Natasha's friend. 
Natasha, in this movie, Natasha said, hey, I hit out with Clint Barton for 10 days trying to escape Hungarian. Hey, we hit up in this vent for two days with Clint Barton. You're right. There is Do no you know way. what the internet will also say, though? What? The internet will also say, because apparently the Avengers told the entire world what went down over the course of the events of Endgame. And that's why so many characters know the exact details of how certain characters died. I guess. Such as Vision. Um, so being that they disclose so much information, do you not think they, when she searches on the internet, sure, she'd find out, oh, Clint Barton, Hawkeye, Ronan was an Avenger. That's pretty cool. But then after his five years of being Ronan, him and Natasha go to Vormir and oh, look at that. Only one of them comes back. (laughs) Can't help but think. Uh. I think what are they going to do? They're going to say the red skull was there. (laughs) Uh, One conversation with the man would immediately clear things up, but she's going to try to take a sniper shot. I think they'll get to that. Um, I I'm excited because I think she was confirmed for the Hawkeye show, right? Was she? That's awesome. Does Um, that mean that like Clint Barton's going to die and then (laughs) Hawkeye is going to be Kate Bishop? Oh, I hope he doesn't die. That'd be funny if he died. Well, not funny. It'd be really sad. He dies. <laughs> oh, that was so, oh god. Oh, so it's like it's like funny in the cosmic sense, right? Right. <laughs> Which um, is never actually funny, but <laughs> it's funny because it's sad, right? Um, but like it's funny because like here you have this character with like really good intentions going after this character with also good intentions. They're just misinformed, and right. the other one doesn't even know what's happening. And like Valentina is showing herself here. She's now she's hunting actually, Avengers. Yeah, she's actually showing her cards. Like, but I don't know though, because I do think, I do think the government would want to hunt down Clint. I mean, past five years, he's killed. He's racked up quite a body count of yeah. not super villains, maybe yes. criminals, but not super villains. The Avengers would defend him, though. Sure. Meaning that if the if the but he's retired. So he could be in his like family home. He'll be on his own. In the farm that's in Missouri slash Georgia slash Oklahoma slash wherever they decide. Yeah, all of those places at the same time, correct. Yikes. Yeah, like I don't know. I I kinda I feel like the government would at least want to be like, dude, we gotta do like some psyche valve on you. (laughs) Like Like, yeah. Like, I don't care if the Avengers will defend you. Like, we're, we're not going to try and kill the other Avengers, but we will try to kill you. And we know that we can because you're a normal guy compared to the rest of the Avengers. Man, if he was still, like, on Avengers property or something and, like, any force is going to be like, hey, we need Clint, it's, it's just not going to See, that's the thing. Like, sure, it wouldn't be on Avengers property, but they'd there wait till, like, he was on mission and then they'd have someone right. like Elena in the... In the the behind the behind the um yeah you want to finish your thought nope and that's the show folks (laughs) I was gonna never mind I can't think of it so I won't make the reference um anyways uh but yeah otherwise though it's cool that um this story will tie into the Hawkeye show a little bit probably. Maybe nice to see. or something. It is nice to see products connecting to others that are not necessarily a movie sequel, like in, in a single franchise, like Iron Man right. Two, Iron Man Three. But we're getting one division into Doctor Strange. Uh, we're getting Falcon and the Winter Soldier just into the rest of the MCU. Yeah, it's uh, cool. And then we're getting uh, what a wonderful web we weave. Yeah, that's true. It's like a wheel. Of time. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, didn't that show announce that it was going to premiere this year? Premiere in 2021. Shoot, I gotta got read the rest of the books. You gotta, well, you gotta get through the first book, first two books at least. Well, I'm past. I'm on like six. Yeah, I know. So you're you're good for the first six. Am I on six? I don't remember if I'm finished five or not. Uh, I think I did. Because yeah. I asked you about the, okay. the fight at the end, and you're like, "Well, it was yeah, yeah, this. yeah." Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Because it was <gasps> spoiler alert. I mean, yeah, it's 
it doesn't make any sense anyways it's a terrible story um <laughs> but uh trying to think what else about black widow yeah we got to the last bit of it that might be it um actually do you think we will see red guardian or melina again sure why not they're prominent actors nowadays go for it give it to us I mean, I'll take more. I don't want they're very likable characters. Yeah. I think we will see them together. I think it's unlikely we'll see one without the other. You know what makes me really sad? Red Guardian is going to live his whole life without never without ever having met Captain America. Mm -hmm. Yeah, facts. You don't think there was there wasn't a possibility that. <laughs> If we got it, that'd be fun. We got five. I mean, Somewhere we got in like 2011 or something. Well, not 2011, but like. We or that's when Cap wakes up. In 2012, right after Avengers, he's like, well, he's actually back. Well, considering uh, yeah. Alexi has been in prison for the past 20 years. Right. Uh, or 18, I think. Uh, but what can happen is we still have a couple years between uh, Infinity War and uh, Endgame that he can potentially be true this is true what so, if that's why he grows the beard maybe he's like man like, actually he has the beard in Infinity War. never mind okay um <laughs> yeah i mean i guess there i guess there's opportunity somewhere between black widow and infinity war or infinity war and endgame i mean there, there's opportunity that they could have met america dad dad america <laughs> america <laughs> um yeah that'd be fun of course they'd have to fight even right. if it is just for fun they just spar and be like hey you like want to see like let's they'd have to arm game. wrestle and yeah. <laughs> capitalism. yeah the showdown we've all been waiting for um all boils down to an arm wrestling match <laughs> as it should um as the tva intended <laughs> as rocky four told me it would <laughs> um but yeah i don't think we have too much more to say about it we'll probably be talking about black widow here and there when talking about any marvel property in the short term at least um i think ian just lost connection so um <laughs> um i'm gonna go ahead and conclude it here I'll thank Ian for showing up, even though he can't hear me. And I'm Joshua Troop. This is Unanimous Indecision. Oh, the the Wednesday uh, I get back, so two Wednesdays from now, uh, Space Jam 2 will be the movie. Mm, uh, oh, he's back. Darn. Yeah, um, Space Jam 2 is the following Wednesday, which is the 21st of July. That'll be Space Jam 2. No episodes this coming week again, but I'll try to do uh, Bad Batch and Loki that Sunday or Monday I get back. So um, look for it there. He just lost internet again. <laughs> uh, so that's Ian Rosmondo. I'm Joshua Troop. This is Unanimous Indecision. We'll 